Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Whisperer, welcome back. How are we going, mate? I feel like we should have pressed record about an hour ago, mate. We've just been sitting oh, here. Oh, mate, we've done some absolute, time. Absolute rubbish we have for the last hour. done some time. Tell me, how'd you go this week? Did you get pappy as you see? I did, mate. I did. Uh, I'm pretty happy with a 15-11. Had a Satili 2 How good? Four. Yeah, Satili 2 bit of a four in there kind of hurt. There was the um, the chance for him to go huge. And when I saw Stan Walker put... Um, uh, What's his name? Butcher. Over for the for the yeah yeah him. Uh, I was like, oh, that could have been Satili. I could have been looking at sixteen hundred, but you'll take you'll take a fifteen hundred every day of the week. The rank moves up to a thousand fifty, so heading in the right direction. So um, I think you scored a little bit less, but the overall ranks around the same. Yeah, I, I scored one thousand four hundred, so my rank now one thousand eight hundred ninety two. So uh, all is restored as it should be in the universe with the whisperer over the top of the guru. It's about time. It was, it was getting uh, it was getting scary times after after four weeks, mate. But um, no, nah, look, the team the team's finally coming together. Like I said to you before we started recording, it's going to be nice to have a team be full strength for once. Um, I think every week I've had bar round one, someone's been injured. So hopefully we can start stringing together some consistent performances. Tell me about our trades you were considering this week and what trades have you settled on, mate? Uh, so Satili Tupanua comes out. Look, I'm not too sure what's going to happen with him. He's been named it to start, but we know the Roosters' concussion policy. I could definitely see him dropping out an hour before kickoff. So with the 110 break even, I'm not wanting to ride it too much. So he comes out. I bring in young Jackson to Pine. Bit of question marks over him and his eligibility to play long-term. I think he's being exempted for Jeremy Marshall King. And he's holding out guys like Joe Stimson off the bench. So Trent Barrett obviously rates him highly, and hopefully he can stay on that bench play 35 40 minutes get a couple of good price rises and we can move him on the next trade is uh canberra winger bailey simmonson he's out that break even starting to creep up around 30 and just hasn't looked like scoring a try so he's out and we bring back in brian kelly who's back from that hand injury yeah i think i'll be bringing in brian kelly as well one guy i want to ask you about mate cronulla sharks back rower tyg wilton uh pretty impressive score over the weekend did a lot of work yeah, he scored 44 in 40-odd minutes the week before and then obviously 70-odd with a try on the weekend. I was looking at him, but then I realized that Nakora is back next week and, yeah, he might drop to the bench. That's great. But then we also got the dilemma of Sifatalakai coming back as well. So 
I think minutes might be a bit scarce. I don't see John Morris dropping Aiden Tolman. So um, I, I guess Jack A. Williams could drop out of the side, but I think it's for 250K, it's a bit of a punt when you can go someone like a Ben Condon. Obviously didn't have a great game, but 50, 60K cheaper. Welcome to the Condon Fan Club, my friend. Mate, I um, I was death right him. I, I remember like, last week and you told me you'd never even consider him. A lot happens in a week. I'm still not considering, but people that are looking at Wilton, I definitely would would recommend Condon. Nah, it's good to hear first. you say his name. I like it. Mate, we've got some questions sent in by the listeners. Uh, first one, ask him why his classic team isn't as good as the Wizards draft side. Who on earth is the Wizard, my friend? I've got no clue. That's from uh, hope, NRL it, Bloomers. It, I'm not sure uh, who they it's, are. But... It's, from, it's from the Bloomers, right. Uh, mate, they are, uh, they're, they're great blokes outside of um, the weekly rub down. I think the Bloomers are putting out some dra- some great draft content, but uh, they're full of it on this one. Mate, a common question here that I've got from a lot of people, is it time to hold some trades? I imagine a lot of people that if they are, have kicked off their season pretty well, they've used you know six or eight or what, whatever trades it is right now, if you use the max, should people be starting to pull back a little bit if they can? No, if anything, I'd start ramping up in all honesty. Um, I mean, Origin's coming around the corner. We say that it's, it's two months away, but it's got to be in the back of your mind. Start building a team for your first bye week. You're not going to field a team of 17. You're probably going to have 13, 14. I personally use eight trades myself, but I guess it's a question that goes hand in hand with the with the cash cows. Like, do you have to jump on every cash cow that comes available? Like, I've missed a shoes to train and have no plan on getting him. Matt Moylan produced the goods for me last week, so look if you if you're looking at your team thinking what do I do, then I think you don't make the trades. If you have pressing issues like injuries, obviously that's when it comes into account. Mate, let me ask you this one from Andrew Corto. Do I trade new or Saab? I think I know the answer to this one, but hit me with it. I, mate, I posted on Twitter the other day, do I enough Saab out already? But look, he's 200K, he's break-evens, like nothing. He's got a fall over the line. But Tessie New is a safe 45 and he plays Origin. So if it was me, I'd be getting rid of Saab. But yeah, look, it's it's either or. New's still got some growth, I feel. Mate, I don't think I've ever felt less confident in saying he's got to fall over the line at some point. I don't think that mob knows where the line is. I'd love to have a look at his like uh, anytime try score pricing because I feel like you could get some. You're getting ripped decent- off, whatever it is. <laughs> Mate, look, he's he's the Braden Williami of last year, isn't he? Like, it's just Saab's the kind of guy that could score a try and score twenty points. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I've seen enough of Saab for me. I never had him, thankfully. But, uh, mate, the next question from Max. He says, when is the right time to sell cheapies whose prices are growing? For example, and this is a common one, Jacob Little. And this is one that I've been thinking about as well. When do we start to think about selling Little? Uh, When the break-even probably exceeds, I would say, for Little. I'd say when the break-even's getting over that 50 range. I think Little is a great reserve option this week, actually. There's no recognized backup nine on the bench. Obviously, Jake Simkin is named on the extended bench, but if he's not brought into the side, Little's going to play 80. We know that when he plays 80, he's a safe 50. But as for that, it's it's when the break-evens get too high. I, I do post break-evens every week Wednesday uh, on my page, so check that out. But yeah, it's it's, it's a hand-in-hand situation as to, as to when to sell. It's when the break-even probably meets up with his average. Mate, Pat Turner asked, David Fafita or Brian To'o, who's the better get this week? Oh, this is, I've, I've got this question a million times today as well. It's going to be controversial, but I think Brian To'o is a must. I think you can get away with not having Fafita for a week or two, but I think every good side is going to have Brian To'o. Um, I'm in a league with, and, and we're ranked the 10th best league in the comp, and I think 17 of us have To'o out of 20. So he's just, he's just at the foundation. Like he's not going to average as much as Fafita. But he just gives you that that solid four in your center wings you need. So for Fafita's one to look at, 
Um, with Mitch Barnett maybe dropping back to 13 when Lachlan Fitzgibbon comes back into the side, that's a good point to switch them around. But I would definitely be saying Toto is probably the buy of the week. Uh, mate, a lot of questions about this guy. Probably the best time to bite it while we're talking about center wings. Brian Kelly, a guy that we've both been big fans on. Uh, I know that you're bringing him, him in this week. Uh, it, I, to me, I'm looking at their draw and whatnot. I think it's a great time to bring in Brian Kelly. Yeah, look, a lot of people are wondering why experienced players are jumping up and down over Kelly. It's a 500k center wing who scored 47 last time he played, and that doesn't look fantastic. But 47, he did nothing. A similar mold to Toto. He's going to play the first orange. He's going to play the first bye week. Sorry, uh, and that draw coming up is phenomenal. I feel like uh, if he can stay injury free, he's going to be up there with Toto as, as near must haves. Uh, from Dav G, I just traded Walker for Munster. Have I made the right choice? What are your thoughts on this one? I think this is very, very sideways. I think Cody Walker is just a hold. I mean, people were happy to hold Angus Crichton for a week. They're happy to hold Nathan Cleary for a week. I don't understand why we're jumping off the Cody Walker train after after a one week suspension. Personally. So Munster hasn't been overly impressive, has he? Hopefully Harry Grant coming back frees him up, but I haven't been impressed by Munster at all. Brings us to our next question about Harry Grant. Do you see him starting this week? Personally, I think we're probably looking at two, maybe three weeks, him coming off the bench. The game's faster than ever. I I would be bringing him off the bench. What are your thoughts? I mean, even if he is named to start at nine, I don't think it's going to change. I think he's going to play a a similar split with the cheese, whether he plays nine or or 14. Uh, It's great for super coaches because we get three weeks for him to dip in price. We can pick him up for a potential uh, Braley switch or, or a little if you've held him that long. So, look, I wouldn't be looking at Grant as a buy just yet. Wait for that price to come down. The exact same as him, like a pain house. Mate, the next question comes from Luke. He asks, uh, Mitch Barnett, is he a long-term option? Obviously, we've got uh, the other back row up there, Fitzgibbon, returning soon. That's worrying a few people. We've got Caelan Ponga potentially goal-kicking. What do you see long-term with Barney? Um, it's hard. Like, I think Barney's going to be like a 62 to 63 point scorer when he moves back to lock. It's whether you want to hold that or you can swap him to someone like a Tohu Harris. He's probably going to get you five or six more points. It's a bit of a luxury trade. I think the end game is going to be Crichton for feeder and then whoever you take the ch- the, the pick of between Lolo, uh, Barnett and Tohu Harris. I, I think that's the long-term goal for your second row forwards. So it's, it's a case of, do you trust the base? Um, I said to you today in in private messages, he's a much better goal kicker than Callum Ponga, but I guess it's a case of KP's ego. I know that Barry Tui, who is the the spokesperson for Newcastle Knights footy, has said that uh, KP is probably going to kick, which is worrying. And, and then obviously Fitzgibbon's back in round seven or eight. So that would see him to the edge and you'd think Barnett back to lock. What does that say for Connor Watson as well? So it's got a bit of a roll-on effect. I think Newcastle for Supercoach stocks is going to be a little bit of a weird time in the next three or four weeks. Brings us to our next question from Brett, asking about Connor Watson, obviously playing 5-8 this week. Um, obviously, more opportunities for attacking stats, I guess. But for me, I think his base will be down a little bit. Are you playing Connor Watson this week if you have him? I've, I have to play him, unfortunately. I ran the gamble of running Moylan Watson as my 5-8s. Uh, I'm not confident on Moylan's matchup against the Roosters. So, look, I'm playing Watson. He's got a minus four break even. I wouldn't be rushing to sign too heavily. And he's still got that 100 in his average from last week. So he's got at least another two weeks of fantastic price rises. But yeah, look, with the with the news that Fitzgibbon's back, I think that's going to spell Watson to the bench. Then then who knows? Um, last time he played 5-8, it was obviously round one against the Blogs. He put Mitch Barnett over for a try. I think the base is going to be around 20-25, but it's those attacking stats we're going to need. Mate, uh, another question here from Nathan, funnily enough. Uh, Jermaine Asako, is he a sell or are we keeping him for a little bit longer? Uh, 30 break even from memory. 
look, if you can get away with not playing him, fantastic. But look, I'd hold for a week if it's the only way to get Brian Kelly or Brian Potter, then I would be selling. But if you jumped on the Osaka train, it's been a fantastic cash cow. I think it's 120K that you can bank. Um, another one of these guys I'm getting a lot of questions about is Fergo. I think Fergo's got a bit of a trap written on him. You're paying top dollar for, for a guy that needs tries. So yeah, look, I'd, I'd like to sell Osaka next week if you held him, but I don't begrudge the sale this week. The next question from Lachlan, same same category. Dylan Walker, though, are we are we selling? Are we holding? What do you reckon? I'd I'll be per- I'll be brutally honest. I haven't looked at his break even at all. Um, he just doesn't excite me as a footballer, does he? Like Morgan Harper's back. I would very much expect if another poor game from Walker happens, we'd see Harper move back to fullback. Turbo's only a couple of weeks away as well. So yeah, I think stocks on Dylan Walker at an all time low. I would be dumping him and trying to free up cash elsewhere. Tell me about Dane Laurie, mate. Is he a keeper? This is a question I've had a couple of times here. Is he going to be a long-term option now? I think Dane Laurie is going to be a fantastic fifth center wing option at the back end of the year. Uh, the Tigers have a brilliant run home after Origin. Uh, they played the first bye week as well. He's just getting his hands in a, in a lot, and which is what you want to see from a fullback. It might not be translating to huge scores, but yeah, look, as, as a fourth or fifth center wing option, I think uh, you could definitely be doing worse than Dane Laurie. What about Jordan Ricky, mate? How much longer are we holding on to him for? Post-origin for me, um, the bloke's 55 every day of the week and he'll play the first bye week. And then after that, I feel you can you can dump him and he's not going to lose you a lot of cash. He might peak and you lose maybe 50K, but he's playing that first bye week, which is crucial. And he's, he's a safe 55. I think he scored 54 or 55 against Melbourne. The same with Tessie New. He scored 47 against Melbourne as well. So exciting times for those two. Mate, you're making my job very easy here. You just mentioned origin. That's my next question. When do you start state of origin planning? Um, I don't really origin plan, quote unquote. It's in the back of my mind always, but it's never going to be the make or break. If I'm choosing between player A and player B and player A plays the first week, I'll go him, obviously. But I'm not looking to tear my team apart to, to make sure I have a side. We do get five trades as well um, before origin happens to, to help our team out. So remember that. But look, yeah, as, as I said before, don't expect to be playing 17 players each week. Um, during that origin period, if you can get 12, 13, 14 guys, um, you'd, be, you'd be on par with the competition. And mate, just a question from me. We obviously spoke earlier, and I'd just like you to share it on the podcast. How close are you to getting your absolute dream team right now? I'm probably six or seven guns away. So I would say 10 weeks, 10, 10, to, 10 to 12 weeks away from my dream team. My plan is always to leave myself about six or seven trades to last me 10 weeks. Um, I run 18 to 19 players and that's it. It makes VCing a lot easier. It makes uh, an AE a lot easier as well when you've got reliant guns. You'd know this from yourself with draft. Obviously, draft is a much smaller player pool to choose from. And then you can just run three nuffs off the bench and, and run an AE in your team. So look, end of year preparation, we'll talk about it later in the season. It's, it's pretty crucial. Um, a lot of guys run enough in their starting 17 as well. So it's... Yeah, look, get an idea of your ideal team and then start making trades towards that. Who are the uh, who are the guns that are left on your hit list? Uh, Harry Grant and or Damien Cook, whoever performs better. Um, they'll they'll probably partner Jaden Braley for the run home. Uh, looking at Payne Haas, if, if Kevin Walters is going to ask him to play bigger minutes, I'm going to need someone to partner TKO. If Payne Haas isn't that man, then I'll probably look at someone like a Clemmer. Uh, in the second row, David Fafita is a guy that I want to be getting into partner Angus Crichton. And then it's going to be a luxury trade between him and Tohu Harris or Jason Tamalolo. Uh, at halfback, I'm happy just to run one. I'm happy just to run Nathan Cleary and I'll enough Sam Walker out eventually. 
Five eighths, I think I'm going to run Munster and Luai, or potentially Walker, depending on the draw coming home. Center wings, I'm nearly done. Um, my center wings right now are Brian Kelly, Brian To'o, Blake Ferguson, Dane Gagai, uh, Dan Laurie. I could potentially be looking at getting a Daniel Tupo in and a David Nofalum with his run home. And then fullbacks I've set with Pappy and Tedesco. Mate, you mentioned there Jerome Luai. My next question, is he on the same tilt now as Munster and Walker? I mean, it was these two daylight than everyone else when the preseason kicked off. Has he? He's probably stepped into that elite category now, hasn't he? Yeah, I dropped a podcast on this exact topic uh, a couple of days ago. I think I titled A New Sheriff in Town. And that's exactly what Luai is. He's just belted with the door down. He finished last year phenomenally. I think he had an average of 82 or 83 in the last five rounds. And it looks like it's kicking on. Nathan Cleary is playing that organizing role, but still pumping out points, which is fine. Like you'll never look at selling Cleary. But Jerome Luai is just really attacking that left-hand side. And the more they go to him, the more they go to kick out. Uh, definitely going to help. Um, Look, if the outside backs for the Panthers have a great game, then Luai scored uh, great as well. Mate, one out of the cannon here. Munster, Walker, Luai. If there's one of them that you're not allowed to have for the rest of the year, who would you choose? I want to say Cody Walker because he probably has the worst floor out of the three of them, but who holds a supercoach record, you know? So it's it's one of those. But I say Munster hasn't been impressive supercoach scores-wise, but as a guy that doesn't own him, it's it's a hard watch watching these Melbourne games because he just looks like he could go off at any time. Look, if we're playing the pod game, um, I'm having Luai and then one of the other two because Luai is, is such a low ownership play compared to the other two. Who are your uh, who are your captain's options this week? Obviously, Ryan Pappenhausen, he's the standout for me. If you're not going Pappy, who are some other options? I don't think there's captain options this week. I think it's captain option and that's it. Um, I, I see Pappenhausen being a 30% ownership. I haven't, I'll be brutally honest with you, mate. I haven't looked at other captain options because I don't think there's a need to personally. This is the week I feel that your captain isn't going to set you apart. It's going to be your your pod guys personally. So for me, Pappenhausen is is it for, for me. Are we going to break into the top 1,000 this week or what? I'm, I'm I'm like 200 points out of the top 100, but I'm also like 200 points out of the top like 10K. So I'm just going to try and maintain ground. I know that my origin planning is going to get me up there. If I'm hovering around 1K come origin, I definitely feel like I could crack in uh, to that top 500 because I feel like that's where the really good super coach players, as you'd know, set themselves apart during that origin period. And that's why last year, I think, was a, a bit of a fluke year for guys. For sure. Losing origin last year did massive overs for people, didn't it? Yeah, and it also rewarded the guys that were very gun-happy with their with their trades. Like, if you had one gun that had a poor week, it was a pretty easy swap. You had two trades every week, whereas this week we have, on average, 1.4 trades a week, and that is with the five trades as well. So it's um, it's going to be grim, and that's why after origin is when I'm trying to get my team set as soon as possible and minimize the trades coming home. Whisperer, thanks for joining us once again, mate. Best of luck this week. Hopefully we catch you next week and you're in the top 1K. Hopefully, mate. If not, uh, uh, grim, grim times. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 